Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. This is the station you turn to first for live team coverage of breaking news. 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk. Good morning, 6 o'clock. This is the KNSS Morning News with Steve and Ted. I'm Steve McIntosh, now 25 degrees with a clear sky this morning. Sedgwick County Commissioners have approved a pay raise for Sheriff's Office employees. The 8.7% pay raise for 2024 will cost the county roughly an additional $4.5 million, something that had not been budgeted for when the county approved the 2024 budget last summer. Sheriff Jeff Easter says the raise is important to keep the county competitive with other agencies like the city of Wichita. If we choose not to do this, I'm very... um, skittish about our future and the amount of people uh, that could leave uh, for better pay and us trying to recruit people in. Lindsay Poverseau, the county's chief financial officer, says the pay increase is projected to put the county at a $3 million deficit by the end of the year. She says the county does have reserve funds. Rodney Price, KNSS News. Kansas Governor Laura Kelly renewed her call Wednesday during the State of the State Address to expand Medicaid and bait a preemptive strike for an anticipated single-rate flat-income tax. So let's take the flat tax off the table once and for all. Instead, let's come together around this plan. It benefits all Kansans, not just those at the top, and it includes ideas from both Republicans and Democrats. Kelly also addressed child care and the falling water levels in the Ogallala Aquifer, which is used to irrigate crops and is key to helping rural parts of the state. In the Republican response to Kansas Governor Kelly's State of the State address, House Speaker Dan Hawkins was critical of her tax proposals and attempts to once again push for Medicaid expansion that he says will eventually get passed on to the Kansas taxpayer. She wants billions in new state and federal spending to increase welfare for able-bodied working-age people in the form of Medicaid expansion. She proposed creating a big new state agency to put government smack dab in the middle of child care. After vetoing a reform bill just last year that would have cut government red tape and given parents more child care options. And last year, Governor Kelly even vetoed a bill to ban human smuggling in Kansas. Despite President Biden's border security failure that makes our families less safe. In the upcoming session, Kelly faces supermajorities whose priorities are to cut income taxes and rein in local property taxes and not to expand Medicaid. Police are investigating after a woman was found dead in South Wichita Wednesday morning. 
In the 900 block of Mount Vernon, officers responded for a welfare check at a vacant home. They were met by Sedgwick County EMS, who had already pronounced the woman dead. She is identified as 48-year-old Tracy McFadden. An autopsy is pending. Investigators are asking for the public's help to determine what happened to McFadden. Anyone with information is asked to call police detectives. Former President and 2024 Republican presidential frontrunner Donald Trump took part in a town hall with Fox News in Des Moines, Iowa, Wednesday night. Trump responded to critics accusing him of seeking political retribution if he's elected. I'm not going to have time for retribution. We're going to make this country so successful again. I'm not going to have time for retribution. And, and remember this, our ultimate retribution is success. President Biden previously criticizing the former president's past comments and argues he poses a threat to democracy. Former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie may not have intended it, but he gave his opinion on the GOP race moving forward on a hot mic. Just before he dropped out of the Republican presidential race, Governor Christie handicapped the remaining top contenders. He said former U.N. Ambassador Nikki Haley has spent almost $70 million, but... She's going to get smoked, and you and I both know it. She's not up to this. Christie then talked about what he perceived was the state of mind of Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, perhaps after learning the loudest voice against former President Trump was dropping out. DeSantis called me petrified the iowa caucuses without christie are next monday gernal scott fox news knss news time now 605 five minutes past six o'clock Stephen ten of the morning knss now 609 nine minutes past six o'clock and to 26 degrees the cause of a building fire near downtown wichita has been released the fire broke out Tuesday afternoon at Biker's Edge near Central and Washington. Investigators say it was caused by an electrical malfunction on a UTV in a storage area. There were no injuries. The Boeing 737 MAX 9 will be suspended from service until further notice after a door blew off during an Alaskan Airlines flight this week. Fox's Kelly Saberi has the latest. U.S. Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg saying that the MAX 9 will not return to service until they verified it's safe. Today, Boeing CEO Dave Calhoun claimed that the fuselage plug can never blow out from the airplane. He also noted he's spoken to Buttigieg and the FAA about what needs to be done to prevent this. Spirit Aerosystems, the group behind the door plug, was once a unit of Boeing until it broke off in 2005. The Kansas-based manufacturer announcing today, quote, Spirit Aerosystems has been working closely with our customers since the event with Alaska Airlines Flight 1282 on January 5th. The suspension of service will impact hundreds of flights as officials investigate the safety of the jet. An Iranian proxy group has launched new attacks in the Red Sea. Fox's Alex Hogan has the latest from Tel Aviv, Israel. New Houthi attacks in the Red Sea. U.S. and British naval forces say that they shot down 21 drones sent from Yemen. U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken addressed the growing concern after visiting the West Bank today. Blinken's trip was aimed at containing the conflict in the region. Tonight, Israel sent a warning to Lebanon after renewed cross-border attacks from Hezbollah. Three months of operations have turned stretches of the Gaza Strip into rubble as the healthcare system crumbles. Tonight, the Israeli security cabinet met to discuss a new potential Qatari proposal. Several families of the hostages currently being held by Hamas recently traveled to Qatar to 
hope to broker a new potential ceasefire in effort to bring them home. These attacks come as U.S. military operations have faced being targeted over 100 times in the Middle East since October 17th. Part of a pandemic-related lawsuit against China is allowed to continue in Missouri. The Missouri Attorney General's office filed the suit in 2020, accusing Chinese officials of not doing enough to slow the spread of COVID and blaming the Chinese government for the pandemic. But in 2022, a lower court tossed out the case, citing federal rules that prohibit suing a foreign entity in U.S. courts. Now, an appeals court panel is letting one claim move forward, accusing China of hoarding protective gear, manipulating that market with an edge over the world's ignorance about COVID. A dissenting judge argues that legal immunity for foreign states is stronger than that claim. China has called the lawsuit absurd. Lisa Brady, Fox News. KNSS News Time now, 612, 12 minutes past 6 o'clock. This morning you might actually see some slick spots of refreeze out there on the roadways. For the most part, the highways, the roadways here in the Wichita area, unless they've been, you know, untreated, are looking pretty good. But a good idea just to be extra careful today. Uh, you still may see the occasional slick spot out there. Uh, we do have a stalled-out vehicle westbound Kellogg. It's pretty close to I-135 as the traffic volumes pick up. Watch for a slowdown around that. Traffic update from 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. I'm Jad Chambers. Now the forecast with KNSS staff meteorologist Dan Holiday. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. With a mostly clear sky here in Wichita and south-central Kansas, we become partly sunny and breezy today. Our high temperature, 42. As the disturbance tracks by, clouds with areas of light snow off and on this evening are low near 11, then clearing and windy on Friday with a high near 20. I'm KNSS meteorologist Dan Holiday. Now a few clouds, 26 degrees. We have an east wind at 7 miles per hour. Stephen Ted of the morning, KNSS 613 now here on this uh, Thursday morning, January 11th, 2024. We had a mostly sunny day across central Kansas Wednesday. Wichita's high temperature was 43 degrees. Normal high for the date is 43 degrees. So we were right at normal yesterday in Wichita. On this date, back in 1918, Wichita experienced its coldest daily average temperature for the month of January when the high was 4 below zero and the low was 14 below for an average of 9 degrees below zero. That was a cold day in 1918. Good morning, Ted Woodward. Hi there. Bracing for a blast of the same coming up here a day or two. Woo! Wow. Yeah. Yikes. Uh, On this date in 1935, aviator Amelia Earhart began an 18-hour trip from Honolulu to Oakland, California. That made her the first person to fly solo across any part of the Pacific Ocean. That is a long, a long stretch of water. Long flight. That ocean is big. <laughs> wow. 1935. Of course, Amelia Earhart from, from Kansas. The head of the UN Health Agency says holiday gatherings and the spread of the most prominent variant globally led to increased transmission of COVID-19 last month. Tedros Adhanom. Gabriesus says nearly 10,000 deaths were reported worldwide in December, while hospital admissions during the month jumped 42% in nearly 50 countries, mostly in Europe and the Americas, that shared such trend information. He says the JN1 variant is now the most prominent in the world, and it's certain that COVID cases are rising in countries that didn't report data to WHO, World Health Organization, 
Agency officials expect COVID and other respiratory diseases to continue spreading through the northern hemisphere this winter. It is the cold season, and COVID is a cold. I was talking to somebody. I talked to one of my friends yesterday. Mm-hmm. Said his his uh, lady friend did a battle with COVID for a few days. And a lot of people tested at home and said, "Yeah, it's it's COVID," but it doesn't seem to be as bad as it was a couple of years ago, at least. Wow. All right, Ted, uh, let's see here. A federal lawsuit alleges that the bodies of two men who died while incarcerated in Alabama prisons were missing organs when returned to their families. What? Brandon Clay Dotson died in a state prison in November. His family filed a federal lawsuit last month against the Alabama Department of Corrections. The suit alleges that Dotson's body was decomposing and his heart was missing when his remains were returned to the family. That's, that's in a court, a court filing in the case last week, the daughter of another deceased inmate said her father's body was also missing internal organs when he was returned to the family in 2021. This is in Alabama. Well, somebody's making some money off the, off the grid. Oh, I guess that could Selling be. body parts. Could be the case. Yeah. All right. 616. Or Hannibal Lecter works in the morgue. Hannibal Lecter's the down there. Option. Yeah. Father Beans down here. 6.17 now, Steve and Ted in the morning here on KNSS. Time for leadoff sports on this Thursday morning with Ted Woodward. Ted? Yeah, we'll start out with college men's basketball. Of course, on Tuesday night, we had number one Purdue lose. Number two undefeated Houston lost. Last night, number three ranked Kansas on the road at Central Florida. And now the number three team in the nation has lost. Yeah, Kansas loses at Central Florida. Upset last night, 65-60 was the final score. KU's nine-game winning streak snapped. Jayhawks are 13-2 and now on the season. KU had a 16-point lead late in the first half, and they lose. Central Florida went on a 31-9 run through a big chunk of the game. Wow. Jayhawks couldn't score in the second half, only 23 points in the second half. So KU falls to 1-1 one and one in the conference. The top three teams in the nation have all lost. In the polls. Speaking of the polls, the Associated Press is celebrating the 75th anniversary of its weekly poll in college men's basketball. In celebration of the 75th anniversary this month for the Associated Press men's college basketball poll, which debuted in 1949, the AP has crowned its all-time number one team. It's the Kentucky Wildcats, who, based on points awarded for weekly rankings, having finished in more than 75% of polls, finished ahead of North Carolina for the top spot. Kentucky, the winningest program in men's college basketball history, hit number one in the first year of the AP poll. For this all-time list based on AP rankings, Duke, which has been number one more than any other program, came in third, Kansas fourth, UCLA fifth, Louisville is sixth, followed by Arizona, Indiana, Syracuse, and Michigan State. Veteran basketball analyst Dick Vitale, a longtime poll voter, said, I think the poll got it right. Jared Bax, Fox News. All right, let's go over to college women's basketball last night. And, of course, the KU men were at the bottom of an upset. The KU women did get an upset big time. KU women in Lawrence last night beat fourth-ranked undefeated Baylor by 21 points, 87-66. Wow. Lady Jayhawks get their first win against Baylor in a decade. They had lost 19 straight to the Bears. Skyler Gill from Wichita, Jr., had two points and one rebound off the bench for the Jayhawks in that one. And the Kansas State women 
win last night. They're ranked 12th in the nation. They won in Manhattan, beat Oklahoma 74-57. K-State women on a 10-game winning streak, now 16-1 and on the season. Freshman from Wichita, Zayanna Walker had 13 points off the bench for the K-State ladies. The Friends University women victorious last night. They went on the road at Avila, 78-65. The Friends ladies, back-to-back wins, now 10-5 and on the season. They're in third place in the KCAC. The Tabor women win at home last night. Beat McPherson, 78-33. The Tabor ladies on a three-game winning streak, 9-0. and Tied for first atop the conference. College men's basketball last night. Sixth-ranked Southwestern wins at home, beats Bethany 97-60. The Southwestern men, 12-2, ranked in the top 10 in the nation. Juco men's basketball last night in El Dorado at the Power Plant. 20th-ranked Butler Community College hosting Independence. Dennis Higgins had live coverage of the Butler Grizzlies over on 97.5 and 1240 KFH. Here's a lob pass left side to Washington. Wide open three. Got it! Caleb Washington with a high arcing three. Buries it. He's got seven. Grizzlies lead is 46 to 38. And Butler goes on to win it 77-55. The Butler men back-to-back wins now 12 and 3 on the season. And in Juco women's basketball, Hutchinson Community College is ranked number six in the nation. And the Lady Blue Dragons win last night at home, beat Seward County 69-53. The Hutchinson women are now 15 and 0 on the season. And ranked number six in the nation with another win last night. And that's sports with Stephen Ted. 621 now. Keep it here for Dr. Sanjay Gupta. What to take for a cold. Okay. That's on the way. Stephen Ted of the morning here on KNSS. This is Stephen Ted on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Good morning, Steve McIntosh, Ted Woodward. 630 here on a Thursday morning. One person is dead following a crash in Reno County Wednesday on westbound K-96 between Arlington and Kent Roads. Kansas Highway Patrol is investigating. No name has been released. Sedgwick County Commission selected new leadership for the year by a unanimous vote. The board selected Ryan Beatty as the new chair. He says the county has many opportunities and challenges in the year ahead. And what I hope that um, this next year from, uh, from all of us, uh, as the Board of County Commission, is that we are going to be symbolic of partnership and collaboration more so than anything. Beatty will chair his first meeting next Wednesday on the 17th, replacing Pete Meissner. Sarah Lopez is the new chair pro tem. In her State of the State address Wednesday night, Kansas Governor Laura Kelly encouraged everyone to step up for rural Kansas to help make the entire state strong. I encourage you to remember the words of that great Kansan, Ted Lasso. who said, you know what the happiest animal on earth is? It's a goldfish. You know why? It's got a 10-second memory. So let's be a goldfish. Let's all of us be goldfish and not let the divisions of the past prevent us from doing right by Kansans for the future. In the upcoming session, Kelly faces supermajorities whose priorities are to cut income taxes and rein in local property taxes and not to expand Medicaid. Two congressional committees have voted to hold Hunter Biden in contempt of Congress. First, the House Judiciary Committee, then the House Oversight Committee, approving a resolution. Recommending that the House of Representatives find Robert Hunter Biden in contempt of Congress for refusal to comply with a subpoena 
duly issued by this committee. Oversight Committee Chair James Comer. Hunter Biden has said he would testify to a public committee hearing, but the subpoena he's defied specifically calls for a closed-door deposition. The younger Biden himself showed up briefly at the Oversight Committee hearing but did not speak. The contempt resolution heads next to the House floor for a vote by the full House expected next week. In Washington, Jack Callahan, Fox News. The Veterans Administration in southeast Louisiana is now using virtual reality to treat PTSD and other mental and physical conditions in veterans. The healthcare system has begun using virtual reality therapy to treat conditions that have traditionally required medications and intensive inpatient therapies. For conditions such as anxiety and depression, VR therapy allows patients to confront and manage their traumas in a safe and controlled environment. By immersing patients in realistic scenarios, VR helps desensitize them to the triggers that causes anxiety, providing a path toward recovery and an improved quality of life. VR has also shown potential in treating physical ailments, such as those that result in chronic pain or loss of motor skills. Patients can participate in rehabilitative activities designed to improve their symptoms while reducing reliance on costly or specialized equipment. At a recent event in New Orleans, the VA Medical Center demonstrated VR technology to over 100 veterans and healthcare providers who came to learn about its potential benefits. Attendees also heard from veterans who had benefited from the treatments. While still not available in all locations, the VA is working to identify patients who would benefit from the treatment. Interested veterans can speak with their VA health care provider to learn more. You can also click the link in our news stories for more information. This Salute to Service is brought to you by Jimmy's Family Diner, a Wichita tradition since 1987. We invite you to read more stories about veterans and active military. Just search the menu on our webpage at knssradio.com. Dan O'Neill, KNSS News. Now the forecast with KNSS staff meteorologist Dan Holliday. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. We're watching a low-pressure system now currently in the southwestern part of the country that will send a disturbance our way by tonight, producing areas of snow, followed by cold Arctic air spilling in through much of Friday. Mostly sunny today with a high 42. Light snow may pass through tonight to low 11, then clearing windy and only 20 degrees for the high tomorrow. I'm KMSS meteorologist Dan Holliday. Now a few clouds at 26 degrees. We have an east wind at 7 miles per hour. 634, Stephen's head of the morning here on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Today is Thursday, January 11th, 2024. It was on this date in 1964. U.S. Surgeon General Luther Terry issued Smoking and Health, a report that concluded that cigarette smoking contributes substantially to mortality from certain specific diseases and to the overall death rate. And somewhere and everybody after, was shocked. Was shocked to find out that smoking was not good for their health. Those who had smoked a while could, could kind of figure that out. But uh, then we went to a packaging of cigarettes where they had a warning label on them. Mm-hmm. Didn't really stop, stop anybody, I don't think. But uh, uh, yeah, the uh, it wasn't the end of smoking, of course. It, it, we what did, year was that? Sixty four. Okay, and then it was another uh, was, eight or nine years before they stopped. They stopped TV uh, and radio advertising. Yeah, so. the, when did they stop the advertising? I, I feel remember. like that was in the early seventies. Could have been. Yeah, 
Yep, yep. yep. They used to lucky strike, fine tobacco, uh, camel, all of them. Yeah, LSMFT. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, that was in 1964 where Luther Terry came out with that smoking in hell statement. The Biden administration says 20 million people have enrolled for health insurance through the Affordable Care Act marketplaces with still a few days left for signing up. That's a figure President Biden will likely talk about regularly on the campaign trail as the Republican frontrunner, former President Donald Trump, vows to dismantle the Obama-era program. Sign-ups in the marketplace have spiked during the Biden administration thanks to tax subsidies that have given millions of Americans access to low-cost plans, some with zero-dollar premiums. Open enrollment for coverage in 2024 set to close on January 16th. Now, this past year, we've had some, in our family, uh, some medical bills come up, and I'm just thankful for the, the insurance we have here uh, where we work at Odyssey at the radio station, something we sometimes take for granted, especially on those days when we're cruising along and, hey, I'm in good health today. Mm-hmm. I feel great. And then you don't need to, oh, I don't need that insurance right now. That's Someday you may need it. And then when something happens, you yeah. need it. You better, you better have it. A new record of more than 6,700 firearms were found by the Transportation Security Administration at airport security checkpoints in 2023. That's according to the agency. TSA Administrator David Pekoski shared that even more concerning was the fact that nearly 93% of the weapons were loaded when found by TSA agents. Ted, do you think it's just people that are stupid or they just people that forget that they have the gun? Both. Yeah, probably, a, probably a lot of... I, I didn't realize I was carrying a gun. I don't know. I guess I forgot I was carrying my loaded gun onto an airplane. I don't know how you could forget something yeah, like that. Yeah, it doesn't seem like something you would forget. <laughs> TSA. I remember when they came out after uh, 9-11. I thought, man, we are creating a huge bureaucracy here. Because they didn't have, the, didn't have that before. They started from, yeah, they started from nothing. Just built up an agency right there. And uh, you know, I had a good, I had a very good friend who, uh, who was in radio for many years. Barry Casey was his name, and Barry was uh, he lost his job in radio, and so he he went after and applied and got he got a job at TSA. And for about the past, he's he's passed away the, uh, a few years ago, but about the last ten years of his life, he worked out there and seemed to do just fine. He always said, well, "It's just a job. It's not too exciting, but good paycheck, good." To, Good benefits. I used to see him out there. I'd go for a flight now and then. There'd be Barry. I didn't know if I had to wave and say, hey, or just, you know, <laughs> be quiet. Those people are pretty stern out there most of the time. TSA. All right, we've got uh, coming up uh, a three-day weekend for many of you out there. Uh, Martin Luther King Day is coming up on Monday. And I've got a release here from City Hall, Wichita, saying that they're basically shutting down almost everything. City Hall, neighborhood centers. Uh, offices, public library locations, parks, hmm. a lot of things closing down on that Monday, the 15th. Yeah. You got a low temperature of minus four coming up on Monday. Why not just sleep in? Mm-hmm. The covers, man. You know, but you know how it's open for the regular hours will be the public golf courses. So you can go out and play and oh, go out and have a round of golf in four degrees. Guess what? It's negative four degrees. Oh, Ooh, what about that'll you? be fun. What about you tennis buffs? Ralph Wool's Riverside Tennis Center, OJ Watson Park, Brooks Landfill and the Animal Shelter. Are all open in regular hours. Well, the tennis center's indoors. Is it? Okay. Well, that's good. O.J. Watson Park is not. Watson Park <laughs> is not. I don't think you can get on those paddle boats. 
When the pond is iced over. I may, may not want to do that. All right. 6.38 now, Stephen's head of the morning here on KNSS. It is time for our KNSS Commodities Update with Tom Leffler of Leffler Commodities. Good morning, Tom. Well, good morning, Steve and Ted. Yesterday, once again, the cattle complex experienced two-sided trading and closed mostly on a positive note. The feeder cattle futures had the best gains yesterday. There were no new highs made for the current move to the upside in our cattle complex. There has been no reported cash cattle trade in our feed yards, and box beef prices continue to work a little higher. Lean hog futures traded mixed Wednesday and recovered to close positive. Lean hogs have now closed positive the past five sessions. At the close yesterday, Feb cattle two cents lower, one seventy seventy five. March feeders a dollar twenty five higher, two twenty six twelve. Fed lean hogs twenty cents higher at seventy two oh seven. Now Wednesday morning, Conab lowered their production estimates for Brazil's soybean and corn crops. Trading was mostly negative yesterday, with only Chicago wheat closing slightly positive. And Friday morning is our WASDI report. At the moment, March KC wheat is two pennies lower at six twenty two and a half. March corn up a half a penny at four sixty, and March soybean seven and a half higher twelve forty four. February crude oil a dollar forty five higher this morning at seventy two eighty two. February gold ten dollars and ten cents higher at two thousand thirty eight dollars. March S and P seven and a half points higher at forty eight hundred twenty eight. The March dollar index ten cents lower at one hundred one ninety eight. And March Dow Jones futures holding three points higher at thirty seven. 9937 for commodity trading egg marketing or managed trading programs contact left for commodities on the phone or on the web by using 866 go to tom all right tom we'll look at some some serious cold weather coming up here uh saturday sunday and, and monday next week uh it's going to be rough on on the cattle and the livestock but is there anything that uh ranchers can do about that other than maybe bring them in and get them in a barn or something well some of them do that when their uh, cows are calving. They do have some places that uh, have in uh, barns that they can put the cows in when they're calving. But the biggest thing is they have to keep the water flowing because water tanks will freeze up with this cold weather. They sometimes go out and put bedding down so they have a little bit better place to lay. And, of course, they go out and make sure they're fed and make sure they can get up to the bunks to eat. They've got to feed, they get them fed, and, and keep make sure they get the water. All right. Very good. And you, same way with you, huh? You'll have some hay right over there in your, your living room so you can lie right down there, right? You bet. <laughs> Think about it. Once or twice I've actually slept on hay. That stuff is dirty. You can get your nose running. And <laughs> there's, a lot of, there's a lot of dirt in hay, isn't there? Well, it can get you itching, too. <laughs> okay. Is there a story as to why you were sleeping multiple no. times on hay? If there is, it's none of your business. Okay. No. <laughs> Hey, okay, thank you, Tom. We'll check with you tomorrow morning. That's Tom Leffler of Leffler Commodities this morning. Coming up, we got Don Grant, CFP, the money tracker. A bad way to quit your job. Ooh, this could be good. Don Grant, coming up, Stephen no, 10 no, in the morning. Bad. He's Stephen 10 in the morning here on KNSS. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Steve and 10 in the morning, KNSS, 647 here on this Thursday morning, 26 degrees, three big things, Sedgwick County Commission re-elects Ryan Beatty as new chair of the commission, Sarah Lopez is pro, uh, chair pro tem, Sedgwick County Commission approves 8.7% pay raise for sheriff's department's employees, One. Kansas Governor Kelly delivers annual state of the state speech focusing on child care and taxes. Three big things, Stephen Ted on KNSS. Things have been going well so far this morning on the roadways here in the Wichita area. You're going to want to watch out on the specially bridges and overpasses, elevated roadways for occasional slick spots, maybe some refreeze. Right now, things looking pretty good, though, although the traffic volumes are really starting to pick up out there, so we're seeing some uh, heavier traffic out there right now. Just a good idea to be a little extra careful today. Traffic on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. It's brought to you by Joe Dubrava and Carl's Goodyear Tire. Get it downtown at Market and Waterman. And now the new location, 47th Street South and Broadway. In the former Kmart building there, you can see it all at carlstire.com. Carl's Goodyear, your home for complete car care. Partly sunny today with a high of 37 degrees. 40% chance for snow and cold tonight. The overnight low, 10 Friday, decreasing clouds and cold with a high of 20 degrees. Now a few clouds, an east wind at 7 miles per hour and 26 degrees. Whiskey lovers, go to the Monarch for nightcap specials every day from 10 till midnight. Get half-priced pints and $7 signature old fashions. The Monarch, West Douglas in historic Delano. Stephen Ted on KNSS. Scientists for Microsoft claim they have discovered a new substance that can be used to store energy. Fox on set. Scientists may have used artificial intelligence to make a discovery, and that discovery itself could be a game changer. Teams from Microsoft working with the U.S. Pacific Northwest National Laboratory say they've discovered an inorganic substance which can store energy, just as lithium does in batteries. The substance could replace rare earth minerals used in rechargeables. That means costs could come down and procurement wouldn't be so taxing on sensitive environments in politically torn nations where often children are sent to work in mines. This discovery was not made totally by the scientists, but by AI, which the scientists say was able to whittle 32 million candidate substances down to just 18 in a matter of weeks. It would have taken human scientists decades to do that. And while the final substance still requires testing and understanding, much of the work in this discovery is already done. 
With Fox on Tech, I'm Eben Brown, Fox News. Boeing stocks rebounded Wednesday on Wall Street. The major average is ending higher ahead of December's inflation report, which should offer more clues on when the Fed can dial back its almost two-year effort to tighten monetary policy. And shares of Boeing finally taking off and rising 1% after tumbling this week. It's Chief Executive David Calhoun telling employees that the jet maker needs to acknowledge its mistakes after a panel blew off a 737 MAX 9 jet. The Dow winners home Depot, Microsoft, and Salesforce. The Dow decliners, Amgen, Goldman Sachs, and American Express. The Dow up 171 points. The Nasdaq up 112. S&P 500 up 27. Hillary Barsky, Fox News. A bad way to quit your job. Don Grant, CFP, the Money Tracker, with us this morning. Good morning, Don. Good morning, Steve and Ted. You know, the jobs market is humming. Employers complain that there are not enough workers, and workers sometimes feel abused by employers in the search for a job. Uh, Either way, there is a lot of quitting, hiring, and overall transition in the market right now. If you found a new position somewhere else and need to resign, how do you do that? Well, you shouldn't quit over text. Yes, people do that. This whole segment was sparked by a compilation of brash resignation texts that people have shared on social media. Quitting over texts is downright unprofessional. That's, of course, my my opinion. If you choose to quit by text, you're probably lazy or you're probably really, really disgruntled as a as opposed to being gruntled. I don't know what that is. You know, whatever the case, no matter how you were treated with your job. It's just plain disrespectful. Rise above and leave your head held high. If something unexpected prevents you from returning to work, or at least at least email your higher report, it's best to set a meeting in person or at least call them. Well, why should you give them respect when they didn't give it to you? Well, you never know where your old boss will land in your future. It's possible that the person you knew as a disrespectful idiot and Tyrant is actually a nice person who had the screws put to them by the company or their boss. It's typical. You just don't want to burn your bridges. Along those same lines, your boss and other workers may talk to others in your industry. If you take retaliatory action, it's not a matter of if, but when others in your industry will know about your actions. Just the action of quitting in person gives you experience. The more practice at tough meetings like that will help you weather other similar situations in your future career. If you still decide to quit over text, remember that written text is forever. No name calling, no nor insults. If you give reasons, say it's, you know, better work or life balance or the job didn't align with your goals is best. Please exit gracefully. And, of course, if you have any questions, give me a call over at Sabre Wealth. The number is 267-0600. You know, Don, as a native Wichita, I've worked here all my life, and Shelly and I, and uh, I don't know if it's any different than other markets this size, but we always felt, hey, don't burn a bridge. And you had some very good points there. That that person who asked you to leave today uh, could be looking for a job from you, or you could be applying with them tomorrow. I mean, it's just the way it works in any yeah. industry. Well, but particularly the broadcast industry, it's it's a it's a 
it's a small group of people, yeah. you know, and, and you're, you're going to run into them even if you move to another market, you know, because they're moving too. They're mobile, and, and uh, it's just it's just disrespectful. It's just not a not a good oh, yeah. not a good thing to do. All right. Well, today is National Milk Day. Yeah, this commemorates the day many think the first milk deliveries and glass bottles began in the United States. Alexander Campbell of the New York Dairy Company professed to the New York State Senate that his company was the first to make these deliveries in 1878. Wow. That was a long time ago. Wow. Bottled milk. Do you ever have have home delivery at your house? No, no, although it's coming back. I mean, I know a lot of people who are who don't even go to the grocery store anymore. You know, they wow. just order it, but it's it's for everything. But no, you know, I I think I was uh, I was a little little uh younger. I mean, by the time I was a kid, I don't think they were doing milk delivery anymore. Well, probably not. I I can very very vaguely remember. So I would say if it probably stopped somewhere in the late 50s. My mom had milk. Did she have it? Still delivering in the 1970s. Oh, she did? Yep. Well, I beg your pardon. And I never understood it. It's like, why don't you just get it at the store? Well, why do you have to have it delivered to your house? Yeah, and you take I never understood that. A milk bottle. You return the bottle. They take it down to Stefan's Dairy. Mm-hmm. They clean that baby out and, and reuse it again. And it doesn't go into a landfill. Yeah. That's the way we used to do things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I do remember I had a uh, I had I bought a house in Northern California that had a little uh, portal on the back the back near the back steps that um, had a little steel door, and you would they would put the put the milk in there, and then you would open the steel door on the inside and grab it and put it in your fridge. There you go, home milk yeah. delivery, milk day. All right, gentlemen, wow. thank you. 6.56 coming up, 7 o'clock, top of the hour news this morning with Steve and Ted. We are covering these stories. Kansas Governor Kelly delivers her annual State of the State speech, and police are investigating a woman's death in southeast Wichita. That's coming up. Steve and Ted here on KNSS. Securities offered through Kestra Investment Services, LLC, member of FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Kestra Advisory Services, LLC, an affiliate of Kestra IS. Saber Wealth is not affiliated with Kestra IS or Kestra AS. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 